You're listening to a classic business podcast as heard on Classic 1027. 1027. Well, markets continued the sell-off from yesterday as fears grow over growth globally. The COVID second wave, U.S. election uncertainty, no signs of stimulus yet. Take your pick. There's more than enough to go around uh, to cause markets to be uh, on edge at the moment. It was a good update today from DRD Gold. Dividends in the frame again. Uh, Santova, the logistics firm, showing the small cap comeback is alive and well. And the RAND having another strong day ahead of that mini-budget tomorrow. Lots to get stuck into with Ness and Nair, portfolio manager at Sassman Wealth and Carl Jeevers, a portfolio manager at Benguela Global Fund Managers. Nessing, kick us off uh, on the local scene. I see Sassel was down a whopping 10%. I managed to catch the, the webinar where your colleague David Shapiro was with uh, Pitful Yun and uh, uh, Sassel CEO Fleetwood Hrobler. Uh, grilled was uh, the, the expression that came to mind uh, when uh, Pitful Yun laid into Fleetwood. Uh, could that be the reason behind Sassel falling 10% today? Yeah, good afternoon, uh, Michael. It has been a horror show for Sassel, hasn't it? The last few months, uh, especially, remember that we had that big sell-off and it traded below uh, around about 25 and then recovered to the 170 mark, 180 mark. A lot of the bargain hunters have come in. But in the last, I think in the last two to three weeks, it's dropped almost like a stone. It's gone from the sort of 150, 140 mark uh, it fell below 100 uh, last week and then uh, recovered a little bit of that, but now it seems to be back da- down. And I don't understand today the uh, price action. The oil price you know, is slightly positive. Of course, the rand is a lot stronger, which hurts Sassel's earnings. But I think there's something fundamentally going on here uh, at Sassel. Uh, talks about a very big rights issue, up to $2 billion. Remember, they sold part of the... Uh, Louisiana plant, I think three out of the seven units, 50% of that went for $2 billion. So it seems like Sassel is scrambling for cash to, uh, you know, uh, keep it going in a, in a time when, you know, investors just don't have patience to wait. Uh, so it's it's definitely something that, that uh, we haven't had the, the whole story yet. And mm. I imagine that it's going to be some time before we know exactly what's going on. But this price action is unbelievable. It is unbelievable. Uh, Sassel CEO Fleetwood Krobler uh, pleaded uh, with the market to give this management team a chance. Uh, they uh, can't be held accountable for some of those capital allocation decisions that were taken by past management teams. But that kind of trust, when you make such a big bet uh, on uh, on a foreign market uh, and a big mega infrastructure project like uh, Lake Charles is not easily forgiven, Carl. It's uh, possibly the most talked about stock in the, in, in the country because it's in almost every uh, solid portfolio out there. Uh, I, don't, I don't know how many more, though, uh, would have uh, sold out just over 100 and said, thank you very much. I'm not going back. Yeah, and I, I think uh, I mean, Sasol, if you go back a few years, was a darling of, of the South African uh, market. Uh, you know, it, it did really well. But certainly, that uh, Lake Charles uh, venture was was you know the, the final straw. And and I think you know talking about what what could uh, cause the the share price to react so negatively today. I think also just the, the you know focus by the investment community on. On ESG factors, especially the environmental impact that Chassel has, um, and uh, with you know with the U.S. election and the Biden, uh, you know possible Biden, probable Biden win, 
um, you know, that, uh, that that certainly will, you know, the green, uh, you know, environmental issues will, will certainly start uh, becoming more, more important again. That is a good point that you raise. Uh, I, I might take exception with uh, the, the words probable around the Biden victory. And uh, just looking at how things have been going this week in particular, The Guardian has been running a... Um, uh, not that I'm a particular fan of The Guardian, mind you, but they, they've been running a very useful uh, graphic of the polls in the key swing states uh, and those that hold outsized weighty in terms of the Electoral College. And if you look at Florida, that's uh, almost neck and neck. And there are a few others out there where uh, the GOP candidate, uh, the incumbent, is closing the gap on uh, the favorite at the moment, which is uh, Biden. I'd just say it's too early to call this just yet. Nesson, which way are you going? Yeah, uh, Mike, I think you're 100% right. This is, you know, we got this wrong four years ago, didn't we? Uh, because Hillary Clinton was leading in the polls. The problem is the U.S. Uh, president is not, uh, you know, a populist vote. It's not according to who wins in the polls or who wins more than 50% of the, of the votes. It's done on a system that uses an electoral college. And typically what happens in those swing states you spoke about, uh, where they make and neck, if the uh, Republicans have to just even marginally win that, all the electoral votes then go across to Trump. And then, you know, and I think that's how he won the last time. So I don't think it's as easy as just looking at the polls and uh, you know, counting your, 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 your chickens. I, I think we have to just wait and see exactly how this goes. There's also talk that there's lots of people who are saying they're going to vote for Democrats are actually not going to come out for, to vote in the first place. Of course, you do have a, a spike in infections in the U.S. now as well. We've got the winter coming. So I, I'm, not, I'm not prepared, you know, to say just yet. Mm. That uh, it's going to be a, a landslide victory for the Democrats. And who's going to get their base out? Yeah, who's going to get their base out? I certainly wouldn't be able to stand uh, four years of Kamala Harris and listening uh, to to that high pitched squeal. Um, uh, you've got to look through Trump. You've got to look through the man who, who we know is obnoxious and uh, is certainly not a career politician and uh, represents so many reprehensible characteristics and qualities in particularly uh, the male of the species. Uh, but if you just look at the policies that the GOP stands for versus what uh, the Democrats are bringing to the table, I can't see uh, a democratic uh, presidency being anything but negative for markets and adding extra layers of cost and, and being a real handbrake on growth. So it'll be interesting to see how it goes. Uh, staying in the, the U.S. for a while longer, Microsoft uh, earnings are out uh, or uh, at least expected to be out. I think not out just yet. Uh, investors eyeing uh, uh, what will happen because of COVID, really, and uh, the expectations are ready that Microsoft is going to see a huge benefit from people using things like Teams and going into the cloud more. And, and it's been a big theme in tech companies. So, Carl, what are you going to be looking out for in the Microsoft earnings? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, Microsoft certainly being a beneficiary of the whole uh, remote working trend, you know, even from the uh, um, firstly business side, but also students, uh, you know, making use of of Microsoft product uh, quite uh, intensely. And we saw it in the, uh, the previous quarter where their cloud revenue 
grew by 17%. Um, and within that, the Azure uh, cloud uh, uh, computing element um, almost doubling for at least 50, 47% up. So I think it will probably continue um, getting, you know, growing, especially on, on prior quarters. And, and I think um, certainly the market is expecting a decent revenue uptick. Um, and in terms of earnings also, um, you know, consistent uh, uptick. And hist- historically, um, at least in the recent past, Microsoft has tended to, to beat expectations. And uh, when I last checked, the uh, share price was up by a, a decent 1% in a, in a pretty uh, poor market. So I think uh, certainly the market's expecting a positive outcome there. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, if you look at the long-term share price, I mean, uh, very consistent performer, very entrenched in, in the market. Um, and I think everyone, every listener has got some exposure to Microsoft uh, somewhere. Yeah, it's one of those products. Uh, often, when you build a portfolio, you say, "Well, what do you what do you use every day? Is it a, a toothpaste that's manufactured by um, one of the the Nestle subsidiaries? Is it technology produced by one of the the big four uh, tech stocks? Uh, maybe the big five, you can call them. And uh, those products that uh, become so essential to daily life uh, very often make for great uh, holdings in a portfolio as well. Nesson, your view on Microsoft uh, up one percent. Uh, uh, when the Nasdaq's up half a percent, does that tell you anything? I think you got to look at it over a much longer period. This has been, and I'm talking about over the last 20 years, you'll remember that, uh, and it's, incidentally, we're talking about regulation of tech companies now. The Democrats are talking about it, of course. Um, you know, Elizabeth Warren and, and, and company. Uh, yet, you know, 20 years ago, Microsoft, Bill Gates, sat, sat in those uh uh, Senate hearings, and uh, remember, he resigned. It went over to uh, Steve Ballmer, his friend from Harvard. He was in Harvard for a short period of time, and under Ballmer's uh, uh, reign, it actually didn't do very well. It was, you know, uh, not even second or third place. And then suddenly, when such a Nadella came through, uh, who was actually a computer guy, Bo, uh, you know, Steve Ballmer was a math guy like me, uh, Nadella was actually focused on the cloud. They changed the revenue model to an annuity-based model. And suddenly, you know, Microsoft is now one of the few trillion-dollar uh, companies out there. It's just an amazing story in the last five or six years what they've managed to do. And, uh, you know, Cloud, for example, uh, Carl was talking about it. Yeah, that's been a great business for them. And I think when the market closes today, the results come out, I think a lot of people will be focusing on those cloud revenues. Uh, certainly, as you said, it's one of those shares. It's one of the products that we use. one of those shares that... Are, I think would be a staple in many portfolios, and we just hope to see that the uh, you know that the results and the earnings keep pace with the uh, you know with the strength that we've seen in the share price. And the expectations out there, and uh, another exciting tech IPO that we're expecting this week, Carl. This time on the other side of the world, uh, as we see this tech uh, cold war between the U.S. and China just heat up. Ant Group, a 313 billion U.S. dollar IPO valuation, plus uh, some margin loan demand from retail investors over in China, uh, at least uh, Tencent could make a little lemonade. For those who didn't know, uh, Futu, an online broker which is backed by uh, Tencent, is said to provide nearly four billion US dollars in ant margin loans, its uh, biggest ever such facility. So uh, at least Tencent's going to get a bit of action as well. Yeah, um, yeah I think uh, I mean, there are competitors actually in, in certain areas, at least in the payment space. Um, but yeah, I mean they're both so big, or at least 
Tencent is involved in so many areas that they're bound to be uh, involved in. It's got stakes in a lot of uh, entities, but certainly, I mean, Ant uh, is quite a major event. Uh, the listing, it's probably, the, I think it's the, the largest capital raise uh, ever after uh, the recent listing in, of the Saudi oil company. So raising $34.5 billion. Um, so, yeah, we're talking uh, a listing bigger than JP Morgan. For example, <laughs> it's just phenomenal. I water really large numbers, those, and uh, we uh, we tucked into that yesterday with uh, anchors uh, Anthony Biddlecombe in terms of uh, getting hold of that. Very difficult through the IPO, you're gonna have to sit back and wait a while. Uh, but certainly, uh, funds will become uh, uh, available. Uh, DRD Gold flagged uh, another interim divvy as it gave an operating update for the third quarter, and uh, the company that really is the global leader i would say now in processing tailings and uh, being not just a mining company ness and this is a almost a, a mining remediation company it ticks all of those esg boxes and it pays a good dividend what's not to like absolutely and i mean you know these days to to, to be paying a dividend that means there's got to be something special about you and of course we know it's all about the gold price you know, the cost of production is still quite high. I think it's about six or 700,000 rand a kilo. Uh, but when the gold price is where it is right now and the rand is weak, uh, you know, you're raking in over a million rand a kilo, uh, you know, for, for gold. And it makes these uh, secondary uh, uh, industrial processes, uh, you know, the tailings extracting gold from, uh, from uh, all previously mined tailings, which is what they do. Uh, it makes it a very, very profitable business, even though, you know, your grades are quite low um, because the gold price is so high. It's still it's still very feasible. Of course, you know, we, we shouldn't uh, forget that it was Sabania that bought in a 50% stake in this business not so long ago when nobody wanted to own it. Uh, nobody wanted to touch uh, DRD Gold because uh, it was such an expensive way of, uh, of producing gold. Uh, Sabania takes a 50% stake by selling them some of their uh, uh, tailings operations in Carltonville. And now, you know, Sabania is raking in, I don't know, three, four hundred uh, million worth of dividends in a year. What a, what a fantastic deal. Yeah, Neil Frenemann, a real astute deal maker, and he could see the value that the market was uh, just missing at the time. Nessa Nair, Portfolio Manager at Sasson Wealth, and Carl Jeevers, Portfolio Manager at Benguela Global Fund Managers, with your view from the market.